This is Country 104. Uh, okay, here we go. Good morning. Country mornings with Kyle and Leanne on Country 104. Food account on Instagram. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of my guilty pleasures following, you know, like tasty and all those like crazy recipes where they like mash foods together or create something that's super simple, but also looks super delicious all at the same time. It's it's my kryptonite. Yeah. And that be, yeah. it's your kryptonite because as soon as you watch that video of how to make the delicious pasta or whatever it is, you're like, oh, I'm so hungry. I could use a snack. Oh, I'm just starving. Like, that looks so good. And Kyle, I came across a study. It said, while you th- might think delicious looking food is pretty harmless, a review suggests you've got it all wrong. It says, turns out regular exposure to virtual foods could encourage you to feast regardless of your actual actual hunger level and just looking at food on Instagram can make you gain weight. So I remember a few years ago, my family went up to a cottage and we had like basic cable up there. And when it like we had those rainy days, we were just sitting inside playing cards and we put something on TV. One of the channels that worked was the Food Network. <laughs> so it was on like nine hours a day. Like we'd just have it on. We, we were like running back and forth inside or we'd have it on at night because there wasn't anything else on. And yeah. I, I'm telling you, Leanne, I don't think I've eaten that much in my life because as soon as it came on, my stomach starts hurting and getting hungry and I just waltz in and grab a bag of chips and I have a leftover burger and all of a sudden I'm just mowing away at food <laughs> and then yeah. dinner's coming up and I'm like, why am I hungry again? And I'm it's because of the Food Network. Right? The Great Canadian Bake Off or whatever that show is called. I've got a serious love-hate relationship with them because I love to watch it, love to eat afterwards, but hate the way it makes me feel. <laughs> Country 104. W- would you name your kid Twifia? I feel like that sounds like some kind of like disease or like some kind of cold. You have the flu. No, I've got the Twifia. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't but be able to do that to that kid. But if you think about it, so the these parents, they did it. They have named their daughter, daughter Twyfia. It is a middle name, though, which isn't as bad. And if you think I about didn't it, think about that. there are celebrities who have named their kids much worse for much less. Yeah. Who's some kid's name like Apple or something out there? Yes. Gwyneth Paltrow's daughter is named Apple. Stupid. And then, of course, you've got all the Kardashians like True, Dream, Stormzy. Like what? They, they got nothing for those names. Because their last name is like West. So it's like True Northwest and <laughs> Chicago West. Like they're naming their kids after TV shows and whatnot, which I don't know. I, they might just be bored at this point. But it's okay. Let's, let's, let's switch the roles here, Leanne. Would you name your kid Twyfia? Or, I feel like Twyfius. I would be able to get away with Twyfius because it sounds like, like Artemis or some sort of like ancient Greek mythology name yeah, that you'd be able like to get away should... with. You should be like ruling some kind of castle back sure. in the day with Twyfius, Alexander Twyfius, the whatever. The seventh. <laughs> Country 104. We're talking about shopping pet peeves specifically for people who work at the stores. Because, of course, we know Black Friday. We know Christmas shopping. We know people who've actually already finished Christmas shopping, which is crazy. But things are going to get busy over the next little while. So so help us to help you. We want to know your pet peeves so we don't drive you 
crazy over the last couple of months of 2020. Yeah, seriously. And we just got a text here from Patricia that said, I worked as a cashier for 25 years. Here are a few of my pet peeves. When a customer says, quote, you charged me too much. It's not my fault if the computer is wrong. When you smile at a customer and ask how they are and they just say nothing and glare at oh, you. Oh, that's oh. the worst. And my number one. When you hold your hand out to accept coins and they put them on the counter. You know what's really interesting? We actually Now mind got you, COVID s- changes things. For sure, for sure. But Patricia, we actually got several comments over on our Country 104 Facebook page saying the same thing is when the customer will meticulously count out their coins to make sure they have the right amount. And then they just put them plop down on the counter. And then the cashier has to pick up every single nickel and dime and quarter and count them themselves so that's a ton of fun if you toss them on the counter and then like a few of them fall off afterwards like you just kind of carelessly toss them and then they 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 fall down i've never (laughs) done that before thankfully because i've always thought if i was in that other situation that would be the worst especially if there's a line behind you Oh, absolutely. We, we also got a uh, message from Britt who says, uh, same thing, complaining about the price, like there's something I can actually do about it. And two, calling to place an order and not saying goodbye before you hang up. She says that drives me insane for some reason, <laughs> which makes sense. It's the polite thing to do. You say hello, thank you, goodbye. You yeah. use all your proper manners, even with a perfect stranger on the phone common courtesy people common courtesy country 104 you found some new dating terms that have started to to surface and started to come about over the last couple of months don't ask me wh- how i found them but yes i found yes do, do we need to be concerned kyle no is there de- something going on we definitely don't need <laughs> to be concerned here but evidently there are a are, are few new, new dating terms out there thanks to to covid and Things that people need to do. I mean, we all know of ghosting and catfishing or swiping, right? Those are all those are all ones we've come to know and, mm-hmm. you know, don't really necessarily love, but, you know, they're there in our vocabulary. So I want to see if you think you can know these, okay? Okay. So number one, COVID-worthy. What do you think that means? You are worthy of COVID worthy makes it sound like like I will get COVID for you (laughs) does it not a little bit the way yeah if you use it in a specific way I can definitely see that one but it is a a quality a potential quality match that you could have before you consider risking meeting them in person so they're COVID worthy you're ready to risk it in order to meet this person that's how much they mean to you so this is a good term this is a good term, and I wasn't entirely off or entirely no. wrong, but Kyle, you're COVID-worthy. Oh, wow. That's that's the, the standard I want to be known as <laughs> moving forward. Um, obviously, virtual dates, fairly obvious. Uh, there is now one quarantine and chill. So you're just, like, hanging out while you're, cor- like, Netflix and chill, but just quarantining and kicking it at home for 14 days? When you've got to hunker down for a period of time with your uh, with a romantic prospect. What a word they used in there. Partly out of boredom and partly out of, well, you're a match and you're alone together. So who knows what happens at this point? <laughs> okay, what else are on? What else is on? I want to know what else is what are the kids using these days? All right, so here's one that may be a little less obvious. Uh, what do you think either antibody boy or antibody girl means? Oh, 
I don't know, somebody who's somebody who's sick, somebody who's cool. You're an antibody boy. <laughs> a person who brags about having antibodies on a dating app, hoping it will lead to more matches. That's like someone to like like bragging about how they don't get cold. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, hey guys, yeah, my legs got- don't get cold. This is fine. I got the chicken pox when I was five. I'm not going to get it again. No problem. Country 104. Around the Halloween, you know, everyone's kind of getting in the mood. Every Houses are decorated. People getting pumpkins, all that fun stuff. And, you know, Halloween movies are, are very popular for most people. You are not the biggest fan of them. They spook you a little bit too much. And you like to stick to your good old classic rom-coms. Yeah, I'm a total chicken. So give me something <laughs> with a happy ending that makes me smile, probably laugh, and probably cry. And, and I'm game for it. Uh, but, you know, I, I, there was some uh, a news article, a video actually that got posted involving one of the biggest, one of the biggest actors in romantic comedies. And that is Hugh Grant. And, and you he's got a special place in your heart. Oh, I mean, can you not tell me that Love Actually, Bridget Jones' Diary, like the, the Notting Hill, they're all like the best rom-coms ever. Well, he came out with a video, actually, Leanne, that... Uh, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, okay? So you ready? This is this is Hugh Grant himself talking, right? Okay. I would like to do a sequel <gasps> to one of my own romantic comedies. Hugh Grant is up for a sequel of a rom-com. That, Kyle, 2020 is about to make a turn. 2020, this is how 2020 gets better. Yeah, but Leanne, you got to let me finish the, the video. Oh. That shows what happened after those films ended. It's really to prove the terrible lie that they all were. It was a happy ending. I'd like to do me and Julia and the hideous divorce that ensued with really expensive lawyers and children involved in tug of love. Floods of tears. Psychologically scarred forever. <laughs> I'd love to do that film. Yeah. Kyle, I was so excited. What a Thank dark you. turn he just took there. Like... That's a very 2020 turn. Right. I, I want to remake a rom-com to show what a total farce they are. And <laughs> the tug of love and why families get ripped apart. Oh, my. He's becoming a jaded old man, Kyle. Oh, my gosh. Just when you didn't think, you thought there was a small glimpse of <laughs> yeah. hope for 2020, you Grant comes along, stomps it out. Country 104. If you remember, Liam, what, what some of your favorite toys growing up, you know, Lego was probably one. The Connects things, you know, you had all kinds oh, of. Oh, yeah. Remember Connects? <gasps> I haven't thought of those things in forever. Also, like the Magic 8-Ball. Yep. Also, the uh, the, I was younger when we had these, but that small carpet that looked like a road. And you could drive your little oh, Hot Wheels 100%. cars around on the road. I was going to say Hot Wheels and another toy <laughs> that you definitely played, probably 99.9% you played with, was Play-Doh. Oh, yeah. Okay, Kyle, we've talked a lot lately about scents that we like. And I remember as a kid opening up a brand new jar or tub of that Play-Doh and that smell of plastic or whatever it was. That was the kid version of a new car smell. Opening a (laughs) fresh container of Play-Doh. And if you want to get that scent back, right, if you don't want to just go to the kids section, they announced Play-Doh has announced a brand new line called Play-Doh for Grown-Ups. It is going to have scents, including overpriced latte. Oh, jeez. Mom jeans, which I don't know what that smells like. Dad sneakers, 
Spa Day, Lord of the Lawn, and Grill King. Oh, my. This is like, you know when they made coloring books for adults to make it cool oh, yeah, yeah, and socially yeah. acceptable for adults to be coloring? This is this is what this is. I'm thinking that the dad sneakers, that container is going to smell like normal Play-Doh, just like when you were a kid, because it's fresh. It's new. It's that plastic you yeah. smell like all dad sneakers. Yeah, it's not, and it's, it's not old dad sneakers. It's like a brand new pair of Asics. And the the color of the Play-Doh, it's going to be white. White. Perfectly white. And once you get a smudge of dirt in it, you'll understand how dads feel. Country 104. You know, each and every uh, night, go home. You say hi to your significant other, maybe your parents, maybe whoever it is in the household. And, you know, you, you ask how they're doing. And then the, the age-old question comes out. What do you want for dinner? Or where would oh. you want to go for dinner? Honestly, that is a question that I love to hate. And I, I, what do you want for dinner? I, you have to deal with it every day. I'm like, I don't want to think about what I want to cook for dinner right now. I don't want to think about it. It I don't know. It shouldn't be a question (laughs) that we don't like because it involves food, but sometimes that can be the most difficult choice you make all day. Yeah, a study was done and it found this is a study done in the States and it found that. The average couple argues 156 times a year over where to order dinner from. Now, this this means that these couples are going out to eat for dinner like three nights a week, which to me is just insane. I don't know where you get that time and money and waistline right. from. <laughs> but it is true. Whenever you go out for dinner, Kyle, do, do you have that? Do you have that conversation? Do you have that, you know, you pick. No, you pick. I don't care, but I don't want to go there. You know, do, do you have that? We've had it before, but we've come up with a solution. And we do a little, okay. we do a little spinny wheel. We like, we <gasps> made it. That's right. And we have like different sections of like, it's like a pie chart. And then you just mm-hmm. put a paper clip down and then you, you put a pencil down, put a paper clip down and you flick it. And wherever it spins and lands on, that's what we're going to eat. So it can be anywhere from, pizza to mexican to chinese food to we stay at home and cook this to whatever the case may be yeah so kyle i have to do have to ask on this survey it said that 60 percent of people admit there are places they don't like eating at even though their partner loves it 60 percent of people say I hate this place, but I only go because my significant other drags me there. Is, is there a place, maybe we won't name names, but is there a place like that with you and with you and your girlfriend, Emma? I'm omitted from this, from that percentage because I like all food. So it does, it literally, when I say, when, when someone asks me what I want to eat and I say, doesn't matter or I don't care, I'm not saying it to be nice. I legitimately don't care. I'm like a five-year-old when we're driving past places. I see a, um, a place that has burritos. I'm like, oh, I could do a burrito. Then we go past a place that has sandwiches. I'm like, man, a good sandwich would be great. Like, my mind switches every five seconds when I see a new <laughs> yeah. type of food. So you can't go wrong with me. So I'm out on that. See, when I say I don't care, I really don't care. But I know where I don't want to eat. You are you're just like, I swear you, 
you've met Emma a couple times. You've sat down and talked. I'm wondering if this is what you talked about because she's the same way. She's like, it doesn't matter. And then I start naming places and she goes, no, no not that. that one. No, not that one. And it's process of elimination until we finally nail down where we're going. Country 104. Out in BC, there's a guy named Victor. Mm-hmm. And he has said that he has spent years buying his family the Canada Dry ginger ale because the labels the label on it promises that Canada Dry is natural and made from real ginger and of course ginger is known to have lots of great benefits and helps out with you know an upset stomach and all kinds of things like that oh it does help with an upset stomach that's a you fact think- it's helped me multiple times maybe it's a placebo effect but it absolutely helps when you when you your stomach's hurting you're just lying on the couch you need some pop a ginger ale get it in with half an hour you start feeling better okay well that's I'm wondering, not you that's okay so my boyfriend does the same thing he's like oh i have an upset stomach i'll grab a ginger ale and in my mind i'm like ginger ale has no gin no real ginger oh, in it makes they it go, better i'll make you a ginger tea before no. i make you a <laughs> no so you might be I don't know how you would feel about this lawsuit then. So Victor, he actually filed a class action lawsuit against Canada Dry because they said it has medicinal properties. It doesn't. It doesn't. It it barely has any ginger at all. He got paid out $200,000. He got paid out for for an extremely weak case about it not having actual ginger in it. (laughs) <laughs> so now do you now when oh, you say I, that i don't i don't need it to have ginger i'm just saying regardless of what ingredients it works to get your stomach <laughs> feeling better could be whatever's in there but it works country 104 we have to talk about a facebook everybody on facebook or everybody knows somebody on facebook who likes to think that they are an expert a scientist the world's leading doctor and that they uh, always got some kind of opinion and that even happens in the most innocent sounding groups kyle there's a group and it has over three hundred thousand members Whoa. it's called the crock pot heaven group where they just talk about crock pot recipes i feel like crock pots are like <laughs> so 2014 but so underrated. I made soup the I other mean, they're, they're I, great. I'm just saying, I like, thought, everyone, it's I, all about the air fryers now and the Instapots. The Instapots. Very true. Okay, well, something, Kyle, something Some went down in this, in this crock pot group. Okay. The admin, who is a, a lady, she's, I think she's in her 30s or something like that. She, her name's Sarah. She said, It has come to my attention that some of you feel as though you are crock pot masters and are elevated beyond helping new crock stars if this is you congratulations you do not need to be a part of this group if you feel the need to be rude or condescending please go to your mother's house and say whatever you are going to type if she whoops your bleep you probably shouldn't type it some drama in the crockpot community. Okay, so one, I want to know what happened in order for this post to come about. And two... Crockstars. Cro- thank you. Crockstars, I feel like, is going to become the new word of 2020. You're oh, being such a crockstar. Is, is it a good word? Is it a bad word? How should we use crockstars? It's like a condescending word. Like, you know, if, like, someone's doing something and you call them, like, oh, like, you're such a like a hero in a certain regard, like if they're going over the top, like, all right, hero, like calm down. 
It's like, mm. the, it's like the same thing. Like, all right, Crockstar, like, relax over there with your superstar recipes, thinking you're better than all the rest of us when all of us just want to make, we just want to make some ground beef. That's all. Simple stuff. Country Mornings with Kyle and Leanne on Country 104.